0: We have to go back! Hello, true believers, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And with Spider-Man No Way Home, swinging its way into theaters, finally, uh, we decided to take a look back at the 2004 sequel, Spider-Man... 2, which is interesting. Mm. I feel like we've been so spoiled with the recent uh, MCU Spider-Man colon titles that when I saw Spider-Man 2 on screen, I was like, this really does feel like it is just reading as Spider-Man again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the Andrew Garfield ones that could have been Spider-Man 2 TOO. Right. As well. Uh, Yeah. As well. Also Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: This movie is so iconic for me. I have so many memories tied directly to this movie that I'm so excited to talk to everyone about. Uh, so Spider-Man 2, it's the sequel to Spider-Man 1. And with that movie making pretty much uh, almost all the money on the planet, they went into media production to write a second movie. Originally, uh, Michael Shaban. Uh, was hired to do a rewrite. And he drafted the script with focusing on a younger Doc Ock who becomes infatuated with Mary Jane. And uh, oh. and he was actually the person who made the genetically altered spider from the first film. And he gives Peter an antidote to remove his powers. You know, Doc Ock is also doing um, tentacle science like you do. But, of course, with the Doc Ock storyline – uh, things would not have gone right with him. So uh, while Octavius is dying with his tentacles, he wants to extract Spider-Man's spine to save himself. And then he, that leads to an alliance with Harry. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of things happened. But that was in the first But that's trip.
1: not the movie we got. Yeah, that's no. not,
0: yeah. No, but that is kind of what leads us to some other similar elements. The movie, Spider-Man 2, focuses on Spider-Man, he's back in action, being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and Peter Parker really gets the bad end of the deal. It's just really hard being a hero. Uh, They also follow loosely the uh, two primary uh, Spider-Man story arcs, which is... If This Be My Destiny and the 1967 story arc Spider-Man No More. And uh, Spider-Man has a a long history in the comics of quitting being Spider-Man because it's hard, y'all. And this movie really does emphasize just the perils of being a superhero and also trying to have a social life. Raimi felt that thematically the film had to explore Peter's conflict with his personal wants against his responsibility and exploring the positive and negative of his chosen path, ultimately deciding that he can be happy as a heroic figure. Like we mentioned, money was no object. They had like a $200 million budget. Uh, and so, of course, they utilize that to achieve the gift of flight that uh, Spider Man has as he's swinging through cities, but also on. Some pretty hefty props. Uh, to create Doctor Octopus's mechanical tentacles, Edge FX was hired to create a corset a metal and rubber girdle. And bone rubber tentacles were eight feet long altogether, mm. weighing about a hundred pounds. Uh, the claws of each tentacle uh, were called death flowers, uh, and they were controlled by one nice. puppeteer <laughs> sitting in a chair. Now, this is one of the f- facts I remembered. Molina referred to each tentacle as uh, a different name. So there was Larry, Harry, Mo and Flo. And the movie just, I mean, it, it did way bigger than what anyone I feel I could have expected at the time with a budget of $200 million. It went on to make, Over $789 million in the box office. That doesn't even include the massive DVD sales. It went on to sell over 11 million DVD units, grossing over $174 million in the United States alone.
1: Now, I remember this movie is you get these trilogies and there's like a standout movie from each trilogy and for the spider-man original three set i feel like this is the one i remember even in screenwriting books they'd be like yeah but spider-man 2 kind of how you get that with like the godfather or uh in some circles back to the future um (laughs) but yeah this one really did I think cement the legacy of we're gonna keep making these movies for a very long time, um, oh, yeah. but also with a you know such a strong villain like Doc Ock, how are you not gonna keep making it?
0: No, yeah, the movie is cemented in my brain uh, for that scene where Doc Ock is in like the hospital room and the arms come alive, mm. and I remember watching that in theaters and thinking huh, this Sam Raimi guy really knows how to do horror. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. He, he is so nestled in horror. That's why it's interesting with the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, you know, They replaced um, Scott Derrickson and then uh, brought in Sam Raimi uh, to do it. And it's going to have that horror bent. And you see that connection uh, here for sure. Because, yeah, the, just the angles and the lighting – and like the surgeon in that scene that just gets pulled into the darkness where you're like, I don't even understand how that would happen. But um, yeah. it's scary. And the effect is more powerful than the logistics oh, yeah. of the scene.
0: For sure. And the movie, I mean, the movie just sticks with you. And uh, pun always intended. There was actually a two hour uh, behind the scenes like documentary. All about the o- making of Spider Man 2 documentary. <laughs> thank you. Uh, just talking about how Sam Raimi did not know how this movie was going to come together, but he was putting a lot of trust into his crew to make it happen because he, this was the original Spider Man movie from 2002, was his most commercially successful and seen movie at the time. And he, you know, he had a big responsibility on his shoulders. And he talks about that in. The documentary, uh, and I, I just, I, I couldn't even imagine that. And and I, when I was telling someone else that we were going to review this movie, I kind of came to this conclusion. And after watching the movie, I kind of agree. Spider Man was our generation's uh, Christopher reeves Superman, mm. uh, in terms of what, um, how they brought this iconic character to life on film in a way that we just hadn't seen it before. Uh, and I, I just really love this movie. That one scene yeah. where Doc Ock is on the uh, the tower uh, and you see Spider-Man swinging through the city on his way. And then we zoom out to get the wide of the city. And then you're zooming out of Doc Ock's uh, glasses. And then you, that's just whole sweeping motion I just absolutely loved. Yeah so much you'll believe a
1: spider can swing
0: yes absolutely it is
1: you're right it's our generation superman
0: now i know this is a movie podcast but i would be remiss grayson and Mm. if i did not also include what i perceive to be this movie's real staying power the video game the spider-man 2 Uh. video game walked nay swung so that the PlayStation Marvel Spider-Man game could just rocket through the stratosphere. Because this was one of the first pretty much open-world Spider-Man game where after you completed all of the challenges, you could just swing freely through New York City, uh, catching balloons and stopping Mm. bad guys. I, I would just turn this game on just to, like blow off steam and like be spider-man because the game was so good uh it really set the bar for spider-man video games and when uh the insomnia team were making the game they consulted heavily uh of the spider-man 2 video games and so it's it uh yeah but this movie really really stuck with me and i feel like i lived it for a lot of the early 2000s yeah
1: and spider-man 2 is an oscar-winning film oscar-winning film i mean come on oscar for best achievement in visual effects i gotta imagine a lot of that has to do with the swinging and the arms you got the swinging and the and the swinging arms Uh, a lot of forceful walking i think really cemented the oscar there
0: absolutely and I mean, you also have a lot of talent. Everyone comes back in for uh, their role. No one gets replaced because everyone likes the several millions that I'm sure they made. That's Uh, true. Yeah, Yeah, for
1: a sequel, that's rare. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: And I also uh, really think that the the story, like, you, uh, you really get the not necessarily the downside of being a hero but you get like just the b side i should say like most superhero oh. stories you see like oh well how are how are these heroes going to overcome this overwhelming odd and they're usually facing some kind of world threatening force but with peter parker it's like the 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 world ending or world changing force is his relationships and everything that he has to fight for is to defend or protect his relationships, which almost always are at odds with Spider-Man stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. That's, that's something you know, early advice, I think, that we got in our film classes. It's more interesting to have the world of the character jeopardized rather than the entire world in jeopardy. Yep. And, uh, yeah, this, and to a certain degree, this, I think there is, uh, you know, threat to the city with the explosion and the, the, what is it? The harness, the power of the sun and the palm of your hand and all Uh that. So there is a physical damage to it, but yeah, the fact that the, this figure that he respects is, uh, kind of out of control and, um, you know, he, he doesn't want to just straight up kill him. You know he has that kind of quandary as well, similar to the first movie, right? Yeah. Like he mm-hmm. he he doesn't want to take down Green Goblin, but uh, <clears throat> he also can't let them get away with it. Why is my throat closing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's it's mainly about that relationship with Mary Jane and what is the uh, you know the balance there. They they really get the sacrifice right. I think yes. that's yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah well, and you also see this really cool dynamic between Peter Parker and uh Otto Octavius. Like you see this guy who seems to have everything that Peter wants. He has um uh a, a supportive partner, he has his career ahead of him, and these are all things that Peter wants. Like he wants to be able to manage both but yeah. and and he really idolizes Otto not only from his like for his intellect but also his ability to balance life. Yeah. Like his uh- you know, his relationship seems to be fine until they very much aren't.
1: And he's got waterfront property in Manhattan. Like yeah. Who? What? I mean, goals. science pays, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this movie, man, I just I just loved watching this movie because uh, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is that he is a character who. Will make the right choice. Although sometimes begrudgingly. He does make the right choice. Every time. And I think that that's something. That uh, makes it makes him such a compelling. Uh, rebootable figure. Uh, and I also. In this movie particularly. Uh, just love. I love the Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man No More storyline. And I like this interpretation of it. Because. Uh, there is another comic called. Uh, With Great Power. That is kind of like a, um, a an expansion on what happens between um, Peter Parker getting the pa- his abilities and then um, him meeting up to uh, be the wrestler or like him having the fateful night with Uncle Ben. Uh, and it mm. explores this world of like, Bonesaw's hey, I ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it explores this world of like, OK, great. A teenager has super strength like you know let's just let's just really explore this like what depths of like understandable selfishness would this kid have and they kind of explore that of like being spider-man like no one really congratulates you for doing a good job or for saving someone's life especially like at least not for a long time except for like in the sequel that we see a little bit later on but like what do you do with someone like that? And we see like Peter Parker, like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, like really like struggle with that. Like he actively turns away when someone is getting mugged in literally broad daylight. uh, And he just turns and walks away. And that's something that he has to live with. And that's, that's a hard thing to do. And he's like, well, I can't just kind of help. I, I just can't help at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got the yips in this one too. Oh yeah, where he uh, he just he can't even s- do a s- simple web.
0: Yeah, or or uh, or or the jump. Uh, I in my research I found out that uh, whenever he did the jump and said "I'm back, I'm back," and then he falls down, and he says "my back, my back." Uh, that was a nod to uh, Tobey Maguire actually having several back issues throughout the series. And that had gotten into uh, production uh, delays and difficulties, and so I didn't realize that was a uh, an Easter egg. But
1: yeah, I feel like I've been coming across a lot of those recently, where they're like, "Hey, fun fact! In this scene, when this actor says this this reaction, they're actually in a ton of pain <laughs> and concern yeah. concern for their health and safety." Um, but this seems like it was more just around that the fact that there had been back issues uh rather than a legitimate complaint in the moment i don't know yeah i wasn't there i'm not toby maguire <laughs> because i did not realize he spelled his name with an e
0: the thing i noticed this time around that i didn't really notice before were how wide uh the shots were it's a weird thing to notice but uh typically in a lot of superhero movies Uh, I just noticed that there are mostly close ups or um, or quicker edits. But so Mm -hmm. many of these shots of Spider-Man swinging through the cities are just really long, wide tracking shots of like him going through these cities. Uh, There aren't a ton of cuts, even in the fight scene, the iconic fight scene on the train. There are like maybe, with the exception of him going through, which is one of my favorite Spider Man moves ever, he's being thrown through this little bridge, and there's a little slot, like a little human sized, like a, a diagonal line, and he sees it and he, like, loop, like uh, compresses his body and flies through it, and then just nails Doc Ock square the jaw. On the other side, I just get so excited. But like even that, like there aren't like a ton of super quick cuts. Like You just get to see a lot of these shots that hold a little bit longer than I was expecting uh, and what I remember for a lot of uh, action movies or even just superhero movies.
1: Well, and that's the thing about Spider-Man. Is a lot of his villains are physically large, yeah. right? And they have a presence about them. And so to shoot Spider-Man in the wide and make him feel smaller – is a testament to his bravery and the odds that he's overcoming and the situation stacked against him. So I I love those wide shots, just like the smaller you can make him feel, the more it says about him. Uh, So yeah. And and it all started here really. Well, and also the comics, (laughs) the comics had a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah, I uh I yeah, I just I just love this movie. This movie has such a special place in my heart. Like if I could harness the energy of this movie um mm-hmm. and the nostalgia that it uh creates in my in my heart and my mind, uh I I think that, you know, I would need a, a set of arms to just contain it so that it doesn't, you know, destroy the eastern seaboard.
1: Yeah. Heat resistant, non magnetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then I have this little device that would be in the back of my head so that it doesn't affect my head cannon. Head cannon. Man, I didn't even know how it's going to get there, but I got there. <laughs> you got it. You got it right there. Uh, head cannon is the part where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. I uh, you
1: know, we got to be uh, you know, real careful here, Ricky, because there's a lot of uh, theories and stuff going around uh, about spider-man properties especially now
0: i see i see you see mm-hmm. yeah i do see um my head is that spider-man is really just a bunch of spiders uh
1: oh individually. Just like in, a, just, in a suit yeah. yeah
0: yeah like like two kids in a trench coat except uh-huh. like a million spiders and spiders. it's like
1: oogie boogie from yes thank you yeah so i see that my head cannon is that uh drawing from uh, No Way Home and Hawkeye we know that there is Rogers the musical that exists in the MCU Uh, my headcanon is that uh, if we had had a couple more Spider-Man movies based on what we saw in the second one with Tobey Maguire uh, that there would be a Spider-Man musical just like in our world but more grounded in that universe and Mary Jane would uh, be in that because even just with the importance of being earnest, it's a a show about identity and pretending to be someone you're not and all that. So I think we would see this artistic renaissance around the mythos of Spider-Man. That would be uh, really fun to explore.
0: That is really great. Now, what, what, what would you call it? Or what do you think it is called? I should say
1: probably "Along Came a Spider Man." There it I don't goes that's it. Think.
0: That's it. No notes on the title. I think it sells itself. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my headcan on top of your headcanon, is that um, the the they would get the stage play up. Uh, it would it would be but it would be really hard to get the stunts right, and then it would be seen. It would be out, but they wouldn't make the money back for several decades. And then they would try to, hmm. th- then they would try to make that money, but then it would get shut down. But it would have been a good show. Yeah, lucky guess. Lucky yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now we're gonna to go to the part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recasts, remakes. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What what would the storyline be? Oh no, we're we're running into our same problem. Okay, I see. Done
1: and done. Huh. over and over.
0: Huh. okay. Although I
1: did I did come up with a different one this time, Ricky. Yeah, for recasting, specifically with Spider-Man 2, because of Doc Ock, I think that's the main thing. Because before we yeah. had recast Peter Parker and all that, for, for Doc Ock, I would love to see Jason Alexander take a crack at it. Aha! Uh-huh. Maybe in that stage version.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Just
1: really be in the space with him. Because <laughs> I feel like he could play the the um, more hum- humanity side of Otto, like you see in the game. Right, um, right. Where you really do like feel him as a mentor and a boss, yeah, and yeah. as just an innovator, mm-hmm. um, and you, you like you root for the guy, like you want him to succeed. Yeah. Um, I think Jason Alexander has so much range; he'd be able to to really tap into that.
0: Yeah, no, that's really really good. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure last time I uh, I, I cast Josh Hutcherson. Um, mm. as Spider-Man, uh, but I think, uh, if I were to recast, like, you know, the villain, I would love to have J.K. Simmons. Uh, I would want, I would want an all, an all J.K. Simmons cast of, yeah. um, of him both playing, um, Doc Ock and J.J. Jameson and, uh, the professor, uh, or uh, Dr. Dr. Connors, Dr. Connors mm-hmm. and, uh, Harry Osborn.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Just, I would like to see uh, J.K. Simmons playing uh, Dr. Octopus uh, and say, Not my tempo, and all four of the, the death flowers just close up.
0: That would be great. Were you great. rushing I love that. or were you dragging? Now, why did I throw that sewer main at you? <laughs> uh, oh, you know, actually, who else I think would be really good? Woody Harrelson.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, he'd be a, r- a real wild card. Yeah, yeah,
0: him and Stanley Tucci, I think.
1: Oh, Tucci! Oh yeah,
0: yeah. is Doc Ock? I I, I can see yeah. him over
1: there. You say Tucci, I say Touche. <laughs> All
0: right, now we're gonna to go to the final segment where we like to give you a reason to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Spider Man again or Spider Man <laughs> as well? Spider Man Two.
1: Take your pick I recommend Spider-Man 2 because this really was the movie that you know in a pre-MCU world established that we would get a lot of these and that people were interested in um well really you know a Marvel serialization that wasn't X-Men mm. uh, and which I think is you know pretty major at the time um, you know, and also we, we've talked briefly in the, in the last one about having to sell off, uh, some of these properties. And so Sony had bought this property from Marvel and really needed to, to make it work. And, you know, it was in Marvel's interest for it to work for the, um, the comic book sales and all that. So the fate of the MCU really did, whether it was established or not, you know, rest on. Uh, the success of this movie, uh, which obviously benefited from the success of the first movie. But we've seen you know how many superhero films where the first one was like, great, we got the origin story. We, we understand this character. And then they kind of just try to repeat the same thing or it falls flat. I think what was really appealing about this film, and they learned this lesson with the Tom Holland Spider-Man, was that – Uh, you know, we don't always need to see the origin story. We got that in the first movie, this being the sequel, it just starts with him being Spider-Man and dealing with the real life, very relatable struggle of trying to do it all. Um, And we get to see really interesting, visually interesting and character arc, interesting uh, villains Uh, we you know we explore the fallout of consequences from the previous movie it just it deals with the human side of Peter Parker um, that I I think at that time it would have been really easy to just try to hang the whole thing on those very beautiful visual effects which you know I I went back and I rewatched the first Spider-Man before I watched this one for the podcast and the Even the jump in quality of effects from Spider-Man 1 to 2 is noticeable. And they could have just taken that win, but instead they created a very human, motivated, uh, well-rounded portrait of Peter Parker. And once they did that, you could follow along with all of his uh, decisions. I think that's what was so frustrating about the third movie. Is with the the venom aspect, it felt like all of those decisions that we were along for the ride for were kind of being like that agency was taken away from him Mm. in the third one when he was being taken over by the symbiote and all that. So I think this one is clear of like, this is what Peter Parker has chosen for his life. Now let's see uh, the fallout from that. So. Yeah, for storytelling, for visual effects, for just fandom, I recommend Spider-Man Two.
0: Absolutely, yeah, Spider-Man Two is such a such an interesting movie, especially after you know you've seen all of the other uh, Spider-Man movies, because it has a noticeably slower pace to it, and you spend way way more time with Peter Parker um, and civilian clothes than suited up like Mm -hmm. there are i want to say three spider-man scenes um no sorry four there are four spider-man scenes total in this almost two is it like two hours like just two hours seven minutes yeah two hours and seven minutes and those scenes aren't very long um and you know this is also partly because throughout this movie uh he takes off his mask a ton to just tell people things like hey i'm uh i'm I'm Peter Parker and uh we gotta go. Uh we gotta stop. Uh but this movie um uh, I think does such a good job of um telling and showing you what makes Spider-Man such a compelling character, and that's Peter Parker. Like Peter Parker, uh especially in this version, uh people I people I've heard people say that, oh yeah, like Tobey Maguire, he's so awkward, he's so nerdy. I'm like, but that's how he was written in the sixties. Like when they they were first writing him, like that was his demeanor. Like that is, that's the kid who got bit by a spider. It wasn't someone who was like super cool and had everything together. It was that kid. And I really think that they do a good job of bringing him to life. And even though it was just like the early two thousands, he almost does have like a, an early sixties kind of character and demeanor. Uh, about him which is also the connection i made with him being like uh, our generation's superman because superman is both so disconnected from society uh but wants to be a part of it so badly uh but he just uh but he has to embrace what he can do in both worlds whereas peter parker has all of these wants and desires just as a person so bad. Like he's just like, I just want to do good in school. I just want to have a job. I just want to have a girlfriend, but he has this other thing that brings him out of that. So to be called to do something more and something for the good of others, that is oftentimes at the detriment of him. And I think that that's what makes him different. Cause like if Superman doesn't save the world, Uh, or doesn't save other people, like, uh, that's, you know, bad for us, right? But like, if Peter Parker doesn't do doesn't save the world or stop all these other things from happening, like, he can't really live with himself. Uh, And I think that that's a a really compelling uh, story uh, with him, like he feels like he is his responsibility uh, to use his power well, and I just, I just love this story. I love the, I love mm-hmm. Spider-Man too because you just get so much of what makes Spider-Man really compelling and really relatable. Uh, and you also get some visuals that really pave the way for um, a lot of other superhero movies. And yeah. also, this one is like the most memed I've ever seen. Yeah, like, that's true. It's pizza time. It's yeah. pizza time, and then his. His face, whenever he's uh, holding on to trying to stop the train, uh, it just yeah, so many things. So it's a, it is a cultural icon that mm. I hope makes its way to your, your spider eyes.
1: Yeah, and watch it again and again because with great power comes great repeatability.
0: There it is, man. That's great. <laughs> I'm not going to top that. And that is our review of the 2004 sequel, Spider-Man 2. Let us know what you remember about Spider-Man 2 on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback Flicks. Uh, And it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a rating review on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, if you could give us a, a rating of, uh, on a scale of 1 to 5 uh, Late Pizzas that mm. you are mm. not gonna pay for
1: yeah free pizza yeah, buy, so free pizzas buy free pizzas is a, a good thing
0: yeah and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind next time on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast with matrix resurrections making his way to theater we decided to resurrect a little loosely computer-based movie called the lawnmower man oh it's mostly gonna be comprised
1: of clips uh- <laughs> I don't know I think we'll hedge our bets
0: uh, uh, uh
1: okay cut that out okay I, I really just all right all right no mo okay. <laughs> <laughs>